0: It's time for a bonus, a bonus episode. I love episodes of theater, 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 theater. We're going off the beaten path, off the beaten path. We're off.
1: Oh, hi, friends. Um, hi. I'm going to be extremely morose this entire oh. episode, I'm sorry to say. Oh. Angela Lansbury died today. Yeah. Sorry yeah. for
0: your loss, Bailey. For Legend. all of our loss. That's all Legend. of our
1: loss. The loss of the world, yeah. The universe. I'm going to watch Bed Knobs and Broomsticks tonight and cry myself
2: <gasps> to sleep. I love Bedknobs and Broomsticks. This is the well, she oh,
0: also. I, I mean, she had a good life, and we should feel yeah. lucky that we got her work and Absolutely. as much of her work that we did. I mean, Absolutely. my God, what a fucking life! What a fucking career! And yeah. and a good, extraordinary
2: rest. Um, force in the biz. You know, yeah, um, for sure, she like she ended up buying the rights to Murder She Wrote. Like she took literally took it over, took it from the network, yeah, and controlled it like the last four or five years it was on and. Yeah, man. It, she yeah, is Obama. the We should the use that the song as our
0: play out this week.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have the rights to it, but we can, we, we can check in on that. And the we'll um, ask her a state, I guess. <laughs> and you were saying that you were about to say she was the original Mrs. Lovett. She was. She was, she was the OG the... Mrs.
1: Lovett and Sweeney Todd. Uh, Mame. Mame.
2: Fucking... Did you see the video of her and B. Arthur doing
0: "Bosom uh, Buddies"?
2: Yes, from yeah. yeah. A oh, good my oh my god! Oh my god!
0: You know, I always had the recording of B. Arthur and Lucille Ball doing that song.
2: Oh, right on, mm. right on.
0: But I have oh. heard the Angela Lansbury one too. It's pretty
1: Anyway, great. Angela, rest in power. You, well, I shouldn't say that. Rest in peace, you amazing, amazing woman. Um, we love her. Yes, yeah. her. Um, okay, let's start this. Let's start over. Forget it. Let's not talk about it. Let's no, no, delete it. No. no, no. It's um,
2: entirely appropriate.
1: Before we get into what we're talking about today, because what we're talking about today is very exciting, but I, I we did get an email. We did. Uh, it was a cool. It was,
2: yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: uh, w- 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 I think you're thinking of a different email, but oh. I sent you a Brecht email. Someone yes. sent an email yeah. about Brecht, and it was really deep. I'm not going to read that at the top of our Wiz episode, but I, I'll read it <laughs> some other time, maybe during Stoppard, but... Uh, Austin Almond reached back out. Oh, Um, right
2: on. Yay. (laughs) Austin. Yeah. yeah.
1: So uh, Austin hasn't let us know yet exactly how um, the submittal of the farce went. So we'll we'll see what's going on there. But (laughs) we we got another email from Austin. So I wanted to read it because I think it's actually an interesting topic for this exact episode. Oh, shit. All right. So Austin says, hello, me again. I recently saw a regional premiere of Bonnie and Clyde, the musical. Oh, right, yeah. Have y'all seen it? it? I haven't seen it. It's interesting.
2: I've only heard about it.
1: There's like three really good songs in it, Um, and the rest are fine. Uh, Austin says, I was fairly entertained during the first act, but then the second act started with a literal bang, As Bonnie actually shoots and kills a teller in a very tense bank robbery scene. Needless to say, the second act was far superior to the first act as the stakes were much higher. So it got me wondering, are there any musicals or plays that y'all think have a first or second act that's a lot better than the other half of the show? As an example, my favorite musical is Into the Woods. As much as I love the first act, I think the second is much more interesting, showcasing the sequences of wish fulfillment. What are y'all's thoughts on this topic of superior and inferior acts, and what are y'all's favorite scenes that set the act apart? Sincerely, Austin.
0: Oh, That's a man, really good the challenge!
2: Wow, because well, the first thing that popped into my head was Into the Woods. Um, Well, you know what
0: popped into my head, which I've only seen it one time now, but it was my first reaction is Sunday in the park with George. By the time we get to the second act, I was like, what?
1: That's the discussion most people have. I think a lot of people want the second act to be the same as the first act. Unfortunately, um, now... I am on the other side of this argument that thinks they're Wait. both phenomenal.
2: I, acts. I, You and I are on the same page. Um,
1: but the pacing is insanely different of the mm-hmm. two acts. And yes. uh, every bit of it is. There. I mean, it's just like it, it's like two one acts kind of shoved together. Yeah. But as one show, they are. It's to me, they're perfect. I. I so that's a tough one for me, though. I think that is what most people's first thought would be. Yeah. It's like, well, the first act of Sunday and then the second act is garbage. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know that
0: the second act is garbage. Or I don't I've get just, it. Yeah. I've only seen it once. And just yeah. by the time that second act came around, I was like, what? But mm. I'd be willing to watch it any fucking time.
1: Well, I guess we've got to watch it tonight. A
0: second no. act,
1: man. One I thought of was uh, Uncle Vanya by Anton mm-hmm. Chekhov, I think has a far superior second act. To mm. first act. I think the first act is a lot of sort of just character setup and such, and the second act is where the meat is. Right. Um, other people would maybe disagree. Uh, I, I say that mostly based on the most recent Playhouse production mm. uh, starring Hugo yeah. Armstrong. Yeah. Um, it was, it, I just, I, I felt like the first act was really boring and the second act was really on fire. Uh, and I I think that was half attributed to script and half attributed to direction. Uh, what else, y'all? Any other?
2: Uh, yeah, I got a weird one that I'm trying to work through in my brain, but it's a, okay. it's Godot. I think I sure. th- think the second act is way superior. I think he he lays a lot of Easter eggs in there and a lot of heavier philosophical thoughts in the second act but he's repeating the same structure as the first act yeah um and so when i've seen great productions of it the second act just seems to because then like you, you've got Pozzo coming back and he's blind and you have them doing their their pile up on each other and it gets a lot more physical and intense um Godot is almost
1: like the perfect distillation of this concept, though, because it is two acts that are the same, but the second one just variates. Yeah. Because it's literally about the clockwork Nothing- of days, year. right? Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. it's like, it, it's kind of interesting that you bring that one up, uh, but it's almost like the point of it is that right. the second you, act is better. Like, that's kind of the point. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. One I, the ones I always think of as having very polar acts. And I think this is a musical and movie structure anyway, but I, th- I tend to think of golden age musicals, especially R and H musicals mm. as usually having a bit lighter of a first act. And then like the dark second, dark, act. Second like Fiddler, act. Right? a little bit Fiddler does that Fiddler yeah. has a very bright and happy matchmaker matchmaker first act. And then mm-hmm. the second act is, you know, they're leaving and it's it's, on a tevka. they're yeah. leaving on a Tevka and it's really sad. And his daughter leaves at the train station. It's like, it's all very, oh, it's yeah. very sad. Um, and you get your like one happy song, and it's still kind of morose. It's "Do You mm-hmm. Love Me?" But yeah, Fiddler is one of those. Uh, all of the R and Hs, South Pacific and 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 Carousel, and all those. But specifically, South Pacific is one I always think of as the first act is because the the first thirty minutes of South South Pacific are just two people it's emile and mm-hmm. and nelly mm-hmm. and you're just getting to know their them on this date that they're having and you're kind of like oh what is this getting and to then know it kicks into the no that's my fair lady that. but <laughs> sorry. um no that's no, Anne, it's Anne, Anne. actually and it's not even that king, it's, it's fucking the king and i oh god okay sorry um i'm getting my musicals i don't care for very much <laughs> <laughs> uh mixed up yeah, yeah. truth Yeah, um, but but they all sort of have this second act that then is like okay, but here's the thematics, you know, and that's obviously that that's a storytelling, you know, it's all storytelling in general. But I think I prefer Bailey tends to prefer the first acts. Um because they like they feel very musical and very you know that and then the second act is the meat, which I as an artist I guess maybe would prefer but I for i watching them, I tend to like the first acts a little bit more. Mm.
0: I've got one that's a little bit of a cheat um and Cheater. it's a shout out to uh, Albert, one of our wonderful listeners who we did an artist spotlight with. Uh, For Burglars of Ham, it was a show I worked on at Sacred Fools called Land of the Tigers. And I know we've talked about it before.
2: Oh, yeah. (laughs) But
0: the whole first act is this weird comedy. And it's almost like supposed to be a woke comedy about global warming. But it's tigers in restoration garb. And, like, they're singing songs and having court and, like, courting one another. And then all of a sudden in the second act... You're brought into an acting classroom with a guru and normal humans sitting around, and the audience always. And went, they're
2: working what? on the play that is the Land of Tigers.
0: But it's they bury the lead because you kind of bury- don't figure it out, and then right. and then all of a sudden you're seeing all of these weird things that were in the first act happened as they were building this script in the second act. So but I mean you I, I think as an audience member you're confused in the second act, but by the right. end it all comes around and because yeah, again to me one. that's, that's not
1: that's not like a this act is better and this act is right. better. That kind of goes back to Godot where it's like that's the point. Yeah. Is like these are almost like two companion pieces telling one story, right? Mm. Um but yeah anyway, I thought it was interesting. It I think there's great tons, yeah, great tons of them. Um, and to lead into what we're talking about today, I think this musical has a better act than the other act. So oh, we'll talk about that yeah. and All right. we'll, uh, about which one is which. Uh, but that's the segue, I guess. Uh, yeah. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Theater Theater, the theater podcast for theater nerds made by three theater makers from the L.A. theater scene. I'm Jay Bailey Burcham.
0: I'm C.J. Merriman.
1: And I'm Scott Leggett. And as always, to cleanse our power... <laughs> Palette between playwrights. We offer you another bonus episode of Theater Theater and Stuff, where we pick theater adjacent things and we nerd out over them. So uh, this week is a Bailey's pick. That's right, it's my pick. Bailey pick. Uh, and we're this is a mini series within a mini series. That's right. It is uh, the the NBC Live musical mini series. <laughs> we're we're covering all of them, but I'm just using my and stuff picks to do it so that it's not all in order. Because That would be a lot. Uh, we only have a few more, y'all. We only Aww. have a few more. Well, we, are, yeah. we did already do Sound of Music, yeah. We did Peter Pan,
2: Peter Pan, yeah.
1: Wasn't there one more? We've done one more,
2: or no, not yet.
1: Uh, Is this the yes, third? Yes, we did. Wasn't there one more?
2: Oh, my lord, I can't think it's of it. Gone, it oh, there my
1: doesn't exist. I'm looking, uh, uh, keep talking. <laughs>
2: Sound of Music, Peter Pan,
1: there's one more. Um, but then this one, uh, this is, or maybe this was the third. No, this was the third. This was the third. This Why is the it? third. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we have a few more left, but, uh, but this is the Wiz live NBC's the whiz. Live, uh, initial thoughts. Y'all we watched it together the other night. That was pretty fun. Yeah. It was it, a ton it, of
2: fun. It was, it yeah. it was, it was a great, uh, uh, theater, theater podcast hangout for sure. Like it I enjoyed was. it. Um. So yeah it, it had been a very long time Since I'd seen it I, I had seen a production of it when I was a kid Because I was a, I was a Wizard of Oz nerd I had read the books I was obsessed with the movie All of that I remember the movie coming out And being like into it And I, I'm pretty sure I saw it Was taken to see it in the theater Maybe maybe not But regardless I'd seen it pretty early Um, But I hadn't revisited it in a very long time. Um, My initial impression is what I liked the most about this live production was that they did it on a stage. Mm. It wasn't like Sound of Music and Peter Pan were doing this weird. We talked about it on those with the weird soap opera sitcom style settings use of sets and lights and all that and yep. this was clearly done on a stage my only yep. criticism was why didn't you just put an audience there too yeah. to give it the energy that's all
1: that's all it needed it just especially needed especially
0: with a show like this that's yeah. just so upbeat and high energy it needed yeah. that
1: yeah it needed that community vibe i needed to hear them i needed to hear the laughter and the feeling and and they learned that lesson after this because i think hairspray has one I could be wrong. Jesus Christ sure. Superstar
0: does. I know that for sure.
2: Yeah.
1: True. That one's more of a concert. But the but Hairspray has like a more legit like studio audience. And then Grease has like a crazy setup of an audience where they're like running through the audience and there's like they're like part of the show. All right. And that's fun. Um, But then, yeah, Jesus Christ Superstar, we are including in this, though it's very much like an arena like show. It doesn't feel like a studio. It feels like
2: a well, concert. Well, no, they, they use yeah. that amazing outdoor set to
1: do so cool so so cool um anyway so this is uh is peter pan live i chose the series um yeah oh oh, sorry my point that i was headed to was about (laughs) peter pan live but uh the Wiz live um the reason i chose this mini this mini series in general like to keep choosing these lives is because it gives us the opportunity to talk about other things that are noteworthy that surround this. Like, we get to talk about The Wizard of Oz today, mm-hmm. yeah, something we probably yeah. would never cover in another uh, circumstance. And and The Wiz itself, as a movie and as a musical, we get to talk about a little bit. Um, and that's kind of like Peter Pan. On our Peter Pan episode, we got kind of deep into the the Barry novel and the, or I mean, excuse me, um, original play and the and, you know, everything that it turned into. So I want to do that here, but uh, before... That, um, I want to tell you a couple things about it, and then I want CJ to tell us what it's about. Right on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you like mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this, this was a co-production between Copra. Universal, okay, Universal tel- Telly, and a Cirque du Soleil, theatrical, oh, cool. um, who provided the special acrobatic performances for The Tornado. Mm-hmm. You Can't Win and the Funky Monkeys. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. Uh,
2: uh,
1: it was televised from Grumman Studios or Grumman? I think it's, I don't Grumman. know, G-R-Grumman? Grumman? G R U M M A N Studios in Bethpage, New York. Uh, and the special was directed by Kenny Leon and adapted for television by Harvey Firestein from the original musical by William F. Brown. Uh, hey, Siege. Yeah? Break it down.
0: All right. <laughs> CJ's Breakdown. Dorothy Gale is homesick for her family and friends back in Omaha, in her new surroundings in Kansas and living with her Aunt Em. A storm rolls in and, to- and a tornado carries Dorothy and her house to the land of Oz where she starts off by killing one of the most feared witches in the land. She then embarks on a journey to meet the wizard, where she picks up friends and even more enemies along the way.
2: Yeah. Classic class. I really
0: I see now I did not know the Wiz before this. I just knew I hmm. we I think I told y'all we did a compilation of it of the Wiz music when I was in the FFA National Choir. <laughs> uh my first Are year. Are there pictures
2: of that? I really want to see some oh, pictures. Oh, yes, there's pictures of I it. I was singing some... in a
0: I was singing in a convention center in front of like 20,000 people. Fuck yes, there's pictures of it. I made so many crazy uh Farm friends.
2: Farm friends. And we
0: all are wearing matching clothes. It's kind of like a cult. Um, but I really... The the one piece of the story that I appreciated about this that I don't get from the original Wizard of Oz is the whole idea that Dorothy's just moved... has been made to move away from home and she's homesick.
2: Right. Is that That's... part
0: of the original plot? It's been a long time since I've watched the old movie.
2: No, no. she... In the original, it's more her just being tired of where she is uh, she's being picked on by the evil woman who wants to take toto away and all oh, that and yeah she's she sort of just lost she just doesn't appreciate what she has and right you know, but right no it's it's uh, they don't get into
1: where her parents are or anything like no, that. no right no, right no, and no. i
0: liked and, that that was a part of this storyline it was cool yeah it's a nice oh. little ad
1: absolutely uh yeah have scott had you seen the original movie
2: oh yeah Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, I grew up with this movie. This was a
2: this was a big big movie for me. And it's me. a um, weird film too. It's it's yeah, kind it's a of Yeah, it's Sydney Lumet. It's yeah, a Sydney Lumet uh... movie and uh some weird design. I really did dig the design of this live version though. It's I the really guy who directed oh like
1: Serpico and like 12 Angry Men and Dog Day Afternoon and shit like that. And it yeah, the original movie is is fine. I it's it's weird. It's weird. And not great. It's
0: the 70s, right? I mean, it is. And the screenplay
1: yeah. is Joel Schumacher, yeah. uh, which is funny, who di- who directed the uh, Batman... Um,
2: the last two, Bat- of Batman the, Forever. The follow-ups,
1: the follow-ups to the Burton, the ones, Burton ones, ones, Batman Forever yeah. and Batman and Robin. But he also directed Phantom of the Opera, the movie.
2: Ooh. He also directed St. Elmo's Fire. He also directed Phone Booth. Surren <laughs> Colin
0: Farrell. Oh my God, I remember okay. that movie. Yeah.
1: Anyway, um, but that's all the screenplay writer. But so you know, the original movie has Diana Ross, as Michael Jackson, Nipsey Russell, Ted Ross, like Mabel King. It's like I mean, it's this Lena Richard Horn Pryor is Glinda, Richard Pryor is the Wiz. It's this kind of massive thing that a lot of people, especially especially Black Americans, I think, grew up with. Right? Sure. Um, I used to get Michael Jackson's song, and it stuck in my head constantly as a kid. <laughs> Um I would rent this movie a lot. But I was much like with Peter Pan, I was just like a Wizard of Oz obsessive. Oh yeah. I think it was the first VHS that was ever like my own. That and Great Muppet Caper were like the Aww. first two movies that I got like I remember getting as like a gift when I was 3 and watching like all the time. When I um, was a little
2: kid, it was a good an one. annual event. Like it, it, you didn't have, we didn't have no, we on didn't TV, have no VCRs. Yeah, it was a like it was a big thing. <laughs> yeah, CBS once a year, <laughs> you would gather and like the like your neighbors, everybody would gather to watch it, and then
1: and then they'd put on Pink Floyd and then they, in the <laughs> background. Then they'd smoke the a joint,
2: um, um, which we totally have to do by the way, because CJ yes.
0: Seen it wizard oh. of wizard of oz was my first proper musical that i was in um Ooh. i was eight years old and our high school did it as the spring musical were and you I a was, jitterbug i was in the lullaby league i was oh, in, oh. and one we of my so this is funny one of my friends was in the lullaby league with me and every once in a while whether it was music class or the spring musical or whatever we would get cast with each other or like apart from each other and anytime we were on stage together we desperately tried to outsing one another <laughs> like yeah. oh yeah someone sing louder than the other one so yeah um I
2: played. Uh, con- I played the cowardly lion in a high school uh, production nice. of Wizard of Oz. Yeah, yeah. My
1: context is that I'm from Kansas, uh, <laughs> uh, so which means you, you grow up and by state law. Everywhere. You have to know, well, to know. Well, it is. No, it yeah. is. It's state everywhere. There's there's Wizard of Oz shit all over Kansas. Like everywhere you go, there's a there's a fucking wooden Dorothy carved out. Of, you know, like, something <laughs> next. and it just shit like that. But like, there's this place called. Um, Lindsburg, Kansas and it's mm-hmm. actually little Sweden and oh. um there's some kind of history there where like a lot of or it's like right outside or something where a lot of the uh munchkin actors ended up like living or something. oh wow I don't I don't know I don't remember the full story but there's a, a a yearly Wizard of Oz like parade and festival celebrating it and there's Wizard of Oz shit everywhere in this little town this town and my dear friend, Megan Drew, when we were growing up, she was this kind of big deal musical theater star in, in Kansas. And she would play Dorothy at music theater, Wichita, every time they would do it. And they did it like every three years. And so she would go to this parade and be <laughs> the Dorothy at this parade every year and would hold like a Toto dog and would throw candy at kids and all that stuff. And so for a few years... I would be the kid throwing candy with her on the float. Um, you know, dressed as a munchkin or whatever. So cute. And uh, I was never in it, but I've seen about 557 billion productions of it. Um, I've never seen Wicked. I've never, you I know, done any Wicked. of that. But Return. Return to Oz is one of my favorite movies of all time.
0: Uh, same. I haven't watched it in a long time. That movie,
1: is yeah, off the fucking bulk. hook. Weird. Yeah, here, I here. love it. There's also an Andrew Lloyd Webber Wizard of Oz that's sort of based on the old movie but with new music, and it's only done in England, like on the West End or whatever, and gets revivals now and then. I don't think it's very good. Um,
2: <laughs> Never seen it. Yeah, yeah I don't know much it's, about it's, it. It's it's a you know the thing about the world is it's so big and that they haven't spent time. Like, I don't know why I think Disney owns them all or owns the rights to the, the books and stuff. Now why they don't yeah. do a big series, uh, you know, and, and just do them all. Cause they're all kind of magical. Yeah. The movies, the movie became its own unique thing. And this is the is are definitely a riff on the movie and those bullet points are all the same. Like the book is very different in the end and there's a whole bunch of other stuff that happens in the book that doesn't happen. Have uh, y'all ever
1: seen yeah. the Sam Raimi movie, Oz the Great and Powerful?
2: Oh yeah. yeah. No, I didn't hate it. A I lot did. of people hated it. I didn't hate it. <laughs> it's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's, I didn't hate it. But I think I was, I was good in it. You know, uh I was, you know I was in a good place to watch it when I did watch it. I've only watched it once, but I it. on I, drugs. I did. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't know my life. Yeah, I do. We I do though. We do though. Uh, we do, though. Yeah, actually, yeah, uh, we do though.
1: Um, so some some interesting things to be discussed uh, about this in particular, this one in particular, because this this is the most successful of the three so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had a pretty sure. solid viewership uh, and has like 91% on Rotten Tomatoes oh. and like people loved it, right? It it did well. Um, but there's some things that kind of because of the lack of success of the two before, this was set up to fail a little bit. And I think some of that is based on the fact that it's The Wiz and there's some racism hmm. there. But I think what? also because the two before it were just didn't do well. Right. Um, so there's some things to talk about there. But I, I, I want to... Can we jump into cast? Can we talk about the cast a little bit? I was excited
0: about so many people in this movie. So many
1: great people in this. So the the role of Dorothy was cast via an open audition. uh, And within two months, they they chose their Dorothy. And it was uh, announced actually on the Today Show that Shanice Williams of New Mm. Jersey would fill the role. Um, She had really only ever been in, like, a middle school production of The Wiz, where she played Ada Pearl. uh, Ada Pearl. And then she uh, was in, like, a local production in New Jersey of You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. And then she had been nominated for a Paper Mill Playhouse Rising Star Award in some show. Mm -hmm. So, like, she was only just starting. Like, she hadn't really done anything besides Paper Mill. And they pick her up and she fucking crushes it.
0: Oh yeah. She yeah. was fucking great.
1: Now y'all saw her live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a show. What was it called, Scott?
2: Uh, which he doesn't
3: know now, it's yeah, what what, <laughs> what I'm sorry,
2: <laughs> I was Head Over Heels. So, oh. <laughs> Head over Heels,
1: yes. You saw her in Head Over Heels, which yeah. was a uh, which was uh fucking great. great. time. Oh my god. Yes. It was that I loved was it. So much. It
2: was a really Fantastic production. What a great use of that space. Yeah. Totally. And she was the head.
1: sort of ingenue lead uh, mm-hmm. of it and was fantastic. Yes. So I got to meet her. I got to work with her a lot during that show. I got to interact with her a lot. I have a small story. Give it's it. quick. Give it. That I'm not, I, I feel a little weird telling it, but I think it's worth telling. But I. I've had this happen a couple times, not just at the Playhouse, but like (laughs) in different places where like, you know, someone will sort of like check if I'm available and then sort of realize I have a ring and then sort of comment on it that they're upset. Mm -hmm. Shanice and I had that moment where we had kind of been flirting, as I am wont to do, with the beautiful person. And she kind of checked in and, like, looked down and was... She kind of gave me the, like, okay, what is this? And I was, like, oh, no. And I kind of realized where I was at. And then she saw my ring and she went, is that a wedding ring? And I went, yeah. And she was, like, okay. Okay, just, okay, good to know. And, like, we had that moment and she walked (laughs) away. And it was cute. And then we moved on. But, like, I... You know, I had that moment where I almost left my wife. That's all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to say. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm I almost kidding. left yeah. my wife. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, but Sh- Shanice is not only a extraordinary beauty, but a phenomenal talent. Yes, and and just crushed it, and was such a was just such a fucking kind person backstage, and Aww. and so good to everybody. That's and, great to hear. I love it. Yeah, just the the best kind of people. Um. So some songs from the original Broadway production uh were featured. Oh, we were talking about the cast. Let's talk about yes, the cast. Yes, yes, Let's talk yes, about yes. The cast. So Shanice, pass or fail, she definitely fucking passes, right? Oh, yes. I mean pass. shit hardcore. Uh, uh, okay, here's some here's some weird ones. Common
2: as the bouncer. <laughs> He's fine in it. He's fine. His costume is awesome. Here's my thing. Mild <laughs> fail, right? It's a yeah, mild fail, but but I'm i su- I'm such a Fan of Common? No, I love Common. Like just in terms of pop culture, I'm like, right on. It's Common. Awesome. You can <laughs> feel his discomfort
1: with not only the material but the fact that it's live. You can yeah. feel him yes. Yes. really checking himself and being like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he's
2: soft kind fail. Of,
1: yeah, Amber <laughs> Riley at a Pearl. Oh,
0: she's great.
1: Yeah. She, oh, yeah, she's good. She to me feels the most like a. Musical theater performer, and I'm actually not saying that in a good way. Oh, she to me feels oh. most like a college theater performance of this. Oh, I don't think she's a great stage actress, to be honest. No, now
2: boy, She's an extraordinary she's not a voice. great.
1: Like I, I'm saying some. You know, I'm calling people out. I think Amber Riley is a extraordinary talent. Her voice is incredible. I don't think she's a great actress on Glee. Now, mm. I don't think uh, most of them are. I don't know. Glee, well, so. But she fits in the world. In, in,
2: no, in most of them aren't especially yeah. yeah, But
1: in this, she just like acting wise, you can feel her just she's not on the level as like fucking Queen Latifah and Amber. Right. I, I, mean, I, I mean, excuse me, Um, um Uzo and, and, you know, people right, like that.
2: Right, right.
1: Um, That's a, here. So that's the next one. Uzo Duba uh, for Glenda, the good witch of the South. Fuck yeah.
0: Loved it. Uh, yeah. I mean, the thing that I love the most about that too, which I realize that I don't know all of her material, but I mean, I know her from what? Orange is the New Black and Mrs. America and things like that. And to see and her she's in, in Clyde's
1: like, right now in the new Nottage play she just yes, got. Yes. Right. But to see nominated. her
0: in a big, like, wedding cake shaped dress covered yeah. in glitter and being like the good witch, like, I just loved seeing her you in know, a role like that. In
1: all the promos, she was in a blonde wig. Oh yeah. And in, in the in the final decision they took it off and had her in locks.
0: Well she looked great. Mm-hmm. Like looked all of her styling yeah. was beautiful. And she sang her friggin' ass off too. Yeah. I mean everybody did, but
1: yeah. uh my favorite performance in the movie Stephanie Mills as Auntie M. She's the
2: original She's the original Dorothy, right? That's correct.
1: So she was the original Dorothy in the original uh, Broadway production in 1975. And then she returned to Broadway in 1984 for the revival. Oh, yeah. Mm. And then in 1989, she was the number one R&B Billboard chart hit with a new version of Home. From the Wiz. Oh, Wow, so she is a legacy star of the of the Wiz. She obviously they had to ask her back for this, and she opens up the
0: yeah. The she show, gets the first man, song, yeah, and
1: just blows us out of the water. I was right mm-hmm. in by the time she was. Saying, I mean, I think we didn't make a sound through that whole
3: yeah, first number. No, and it's, bar and it's also beautifully, sta- yeah,
2: it's beautifully staged. Also, and... such
1: a weird way to open a show yeah and it kind of it almost has the like oh what a beautiful morning vibe where it's just kind of this song and you don't really know where we are what's going on it's just somebody coming out and just singing and you're kind of mm-hmm. just like okay uh it's not the first line of the show you know but yeah, i don't know I, I, it's, it's a, really good
2: and it's yeah and it's an it's also an odd choice this is you know so much of what the Wiz is doing i think for for the three of us certainly was competing with the movie you're riffing on the movie And so you're matching these moments, but what that song did and just wanted some of my criticism of of the show, uh, was that that song is in place of a a somewhere over the the song. This show doesn't have a somewhere over the rainbow in it. It's got other stuff, but it doesn't have home kind
1: of is that it's, you know, it it is feel but you're right it's not, not the one that everyone knows like that. you
2: know and i mean that's just a masterpiece of a song so you're you're already hard pressed to try and match it you know somewhere over the rainbow that it is
1: sure i think home rules i love that song i think there's a couple other really great songs in this show i but some of them are a little lacking for me but a lot of them also are more about the vocal styling than they are about the story or, mm-hmm. like, moving mm-hmm. forward. It's just, like, an emotional sure. moment. Sure. Um Okay, let's uh, let's go a little quicker. Mary J. Blige is Eveline. I just don't feel like she gets enough to do in the show. The, the right. character just doesn't get a ton to do the, compared yes, to, like, the, the, Wicked the, yeah, the Wicked Witch of the West.
2: Yeah, the Wicked Witch of the West has multiple scenes. So many scenes. That the, the build and give yeah. her... Well, even at the very beginning when... It's she not comes from when she shows up the first time to after Dorothy in the woods, landed.
1: Yeah, it's not her, it's um it's her mother or whatever. Uh, oh, you're saying the Wiz. You're saying in the Wizard of Oz. In, in, in the Wizard Wiz. of
2: Oz, yeah, we don't see her till they get we, to the but castle. We meet Smoke her one and...
1: time. We meet her one time in the Wiz. In the woods. In the woods, at but she's played by a different actress because it's supposed to, she's playing as if she is Dorothy's mother, right? In right. The Wizard of Oz, yeah, we meet we meet uh, um, the Wicked Witch f- 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 what 10 minutes in and then we meet her 10 more times and we meet her in the real world yeah. we meet her as the annoying woman who doesn't like the dog right, right. Mm-hmm. and so like there's this kind of it's weird that it's such a small part but Mary J. Blige is great Jeez. oh yeah and she's
2: mary j no. blige
1: <laughs> david allen greer cowardly lion
0: oh he was Fantastic. my favorite of all of the all of the extra of the friends he was yeah he's the
1: biggest transformation to me he just mm-hmm. i mean obviously the makeup but he just he is doesn't feel like david allen greer the whole time mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. right now um neo the tin man yeah
0: he was good he was he's really good, good. He, he, can, yeah. great he can dance he can sing. <laughs> i really
1: love The show World of Dance, the dance competition show, and he's one of the uh, judges on that. And so I've kind of fallen Uh, in love with him in recent years. (laughs) I really like him. Uh, Elijah Kelly is the scarecrow. He was adorable. Uh, He's fantastic. And that mask is crazy. Oh, the mask was great. It was really cool. The thing
0: that killed me too was his. Oh, yeah. For his first song, his first big song, he's standing up on that thing with his arms behind him. Yeah. And still sang like just belted his ass off for that whole song. Yeah. You should look
1: up the Michael Jackson version. Cause he does. This. I mean, that's normally how it's done. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's such a feat. It's like athleticism. Yeah. Um, okay.
3: Queen Latifah.
2: Oh, it's Queen Latifah. Yeah. I love her. She, I have, I've had a crush on her for 20 years now. Like I just, I just think she's, there's something about her presence and her, yeah, I talk about this all the time, but when you just see that twinkle in their eye and you're like, That's a smart, talented motherfucker right yeah. there, and that's that's her. I mm-hmm. think
1: there's this interesting energy she brings to everything she does, obviously. But the one thing I thought at first in her song, she comes out as The Wiz, and she was sort of doing the thing where she was sticking out her arms like Spider Man, and there was like explosions and pyrotechnics and stuff, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, happening. I did feel at first like she was really phoning it in, like the first mm-hmm. part of that song. She was kind of just like, "Hi, you're here, and I'm the Whiz, and you're talking to me. What's up?" And I was just like, "Oh, okay." And then I, but then I felt like by the time we saw her the next time, she was like really giving it and bringing this gravitas that the show didn't need because it already had a lot of gravitas. But like that second act has a lot more gravitas. You get Glenda. you get the Whiz, you get you know. Um,
0: I wondered if maybe some though. of her technical shit wasn't firing off correctly, like people were pressing the buttons a little late or something.
1: Maybe yeah. no, those all looked. It all looked.
0: Did it? Okay. Fine.
1: I just felt like her her physical and vocal energy sure. was lower in terms of commitment. Maybe because she was. Song.
2: Yeah, maybe she was because she was distracted by that stuff and needed to get. I think she's probably it.
1: just live I, I don't know yeah. that queen Latifah does a lot of live you know what i mean well, I
2: she, just... she's done a lot of touring over the years sure sure Man, it's know, different it's totally different a part. Correct. Yeah. um
1: but okay that's pretty much the cast i think they're all super interesting i have a little game i want to play with y'all is that okay yeah, yeah. let's do it okay this is a uh i'm you gotta tell me i'm gonna take, give you two actors from this movie from this show you're gonna tell me the movie that they were in together.
2: Oh my God! No, okay. uh, no. You ready? No. You're not gonna get yeah, any yeah, of them right. Let's no. okay.
1: <laughs> you'll get the first two right. Okay, here we go. Queen Latifah uh-huh. and David Allen Greer previously played Aunt M and Uncle Henry in what 2005 movie?
0: Oh, I just looked this up.
1: No, I told you the other night.
2: I can't remember. The Muppets Wizard of oh, Oz. Oh, the Muppets oh, Wizard of Oz.
0: Well, I saw oh. it on IMDB too when I was making notes today. Damn it. Okay. Oh,
1: yeah. Foolish. Foolish. Um, the next one is Queen Latifa and Elijah Kelly, the scarecrow. What movie were they in together? Were they played mother and son, mind you. Ice Age Three. Yep. <laughs> was it was it really? No. no.
2: Oh.
0: I just I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't have a clue. I
2: don't have a clue. Uh, hairspray.
0: Oh, damn it! You brought that uh, one on up guys. too, Bailey. What? But see, here's
2: the thing. I put those we'll, two first because I already told you them. It's <laughs> fine. Here, here's my thing, and I got to be honest with this digression. Hairspray for me is a John Waters movie, and then there's this thing that's a musical, and I kind of recognize it. I, I do like the argue movie. That I like the quite musical hard. movie. I I know I would you will argue that quite hard. I know you will the
1: musical movie is not john waters the stage musical is way raunchier they right. neutered it for that movie yes the stage show very much fits in the john waters vein in my opinion and he oh, gave right his love to that.
2: no he did yeah. I, and i don't hate it it's just yeah. that my brain doesn't my brain goes to the original I, I get it i don't know cry baby um that's a
1: that's a that's a good one uh there's this song called screw loose in the musical cry baby that i think is one of the best oh yeah. yeah uh okay the next one is this one's tough elijah kelly again the scarecrow and neo were in a movie together in 2021 i'll give you a hint it's uh it's i believe based on a true story um, or at least it's based on a true, based on true events. And, uh, it's about a crew of African American pilots in the Tuskegee training program.
2: Oh, uh, good movie. Well, There was a movie called the Tuskegee Airmen with Lawrence Fishburne.
1: That's true. This is 2012. Sorry. Not uh, 2021,
2: 2012. Oh, uh, red wings. Close red. Uh... Tales. Red
1: tails. Nice.
2: Nice. And it was, it, it nice. was, a, and it was a Lucas film movie. It was yes, correct. It was George Lucas made that produced um,
1: produced it. Uh, okay, and then the other one, a movie I love that has like I think like ten percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but I don't care. I love this movie. I think it's so cute, so fun, starring Queen Latifah and Common. It is a rom com. Does anybody Oof. know?
2: No. What
1: no. this is called. No. A physical therapist falls for the basketball player. She is helping recover from a career threatening in- injury. Yeesh. Just right. Right Oof. spelled W R I G H T. Uh it's a good one. I highly recommend it. All right.
2: Alright. I'll put it on the list. <laughs> it's sure. it's
1: like kind of the first time Queen Latifah got to do a rom com and it's oh, okay. like it's hot. And it's she in common just like fucking that's good. All right. All, right. All, right. all right, I'm just saying. I ain't against right. it. Two sexy it. people. Uh, thanks for playing that game with me, y'all. You were terrible yeah, at it. Okay, bad. so <laughs> there was
2: no preparation.
1: Something I thought also casting-wise that was interesting we talked about the other night is Beyonce was offered Glinda twice and turned it down both times, and then they went to Uzo, which is interesting. Mm. Um, Beyonce, yeah, it could have been, mm. uh, yeah. been, been fun. Would have been different. fun. Yeah, that's all. I mean, why not Beyonce? Like, if you're going to do yeah. it, like, why not ask, like, the sure. the biggest star on the planet? Ask she wouldn't bang. have ever done it. But. Ask yeah. I have a feeling because of the lack of success of the two before it, she probably didn't. She was probably like, no, those don't do well. So no. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, that's
0: yeah. But I mean, it. what difference does that make to her? It's like when Ian McKellen did soap operas for a year in London. Everyone was like, "He's going to ruin his career." And it's like, no, yeah. he's not. Yeah, no, he make money. He's McKellen. <laughs> uh,
1: something interesting about the songs I wanted to throw out there uh, is that there the original Broadway sh- songs were all there, except for there was two exceptions. So um, "You Can't Win" is a song that was cut from the musical but put in the feature film in 78 Uh, sung by michael jackson it's the scarecrow song Mm -hmm. so that's a different song but they used the film one because they felt like i think more people knew that one sure um and then uh so then there was this other one called we got it which is the song they perform as they begin their journey to find and kill the wicked witch in act two Mm -hmm. um but this was a new song uh, composed by Harvey Mason Jr. and Stephen Aramis, who were the um, the musical directors, and Neo and Elijah Kelly helped them write it. Uh. So that's oh, kind okay. of interesting. Um, and then I loved this. The Wiz Live was the first live t- TV program in U.S. history to contain audio description for blind or visually impaired viewers. Right that's on. huge.
2: Oh, oh, that's, that's groovy. Huge.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's super cool.
1: So... This is the thing I was talking about, though, about the disparity of this. This is the annoying part of this is the marketing side. So the cost of a thirty second commercial, now we talk about ads like they're they the Super Bowl rider right? in the millions and millions yeah. of dollars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The cost of a thirty second commercial during the whiz was between three hundred and thirty thousand to three hundred and fifty thousand, which is rad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's expensive. But it was a huge drop uh, from the four hundred thousand cost of ad time during Peter Pan Live. Uh. Boo! So this was attributed to the low viewership of the last two because uh, Sound of Music had a really high viewership that like dropped off as it went on, like as it <laughs> yeah. was like airing. The Star it just Wars people Holiday started Special. to leave. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the the Peter Pan just had a really low viewing. People were just like, "No, I don't want to see Christopher and dance." so even though he's a great dancer they all they all just weren't into it so it didn't get great ratings in general and so they were like well we'll just cut this down but a lot of people are like "Mm, you knew this was gonna do well you knew this was gonna do well in cities like you know washington dc and 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 atlanta and places with high african-american populations it's like you knew this was gonna do well and it did it did very very well um, and then you have Ready Whip was the main sponsor, kind of right. fun. And uh, um, Walmart, which served as the major sponsor for the last two musicals, declined to participate in this oh.
2: one. So there's been some speculation mm.
1: there about why. Yes, exactly. Fuck you uh, Walmart. Fuck you, Walmart. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck you, Walmart. For other reasons too. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, and then NBC did this whole like themed commercial thing they were producing commercials that were themed throughout the whole thing um as part of the brand's share the joy campaign and they uh uh, also had NAACP involved as we saw at the bottom of the screen sometimes it would scroll by like please consider making a donation to the NAACP. by the way we watched this on daily daily motion Mm -hmm. it wasn't on anything else it had been on hulu for months and all of a sudden it was gone the day we wanted to watch it so that kind of sucked
2: no yeah we're doing good we Last thing it. I wanted to
1: okay. shout out and this is my final. I know I'm just talking, but it was my choice. So I'm Well, just gonna, yeah. All yeah. All right. This is oh, fun. Jesus. Masturbate all over. Um, So the costumes.
2: Mm. I loved the, I loved the loved.
1: production. I love the production design did. of this. Yeah, I really did. The Especially the wizard head, the giant wiz yeah.
0: head. Was yeah. Was sick. Was cool. Underused, I yeah, feel, though. Yeah, it was
1: underused. I'm glad it came back on stage, but that was, yeah, that was tough. Yeah. But, um. The costumes of this were phenomenal, and they were done by Paul Tazewell. Paul Tazewell did, uh, and I believe won the Tony for Hamilton costumes. Oh, oh wow. Right okay, okay. But he also did the costumes for the new Spielberg West Side.
3: Ah,
2: uh, okay. Which are
1: right cool. Yeah, yeah The really costumes yeah, in right that are they're great. great. They're great. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Scott, I... Was that a movie a couple days ago and the Fableman's trailer played before yeah. the movie? I cried through the whole trailer. It's it's the first
2: <laughs> Spielberg in a long time that I'm, I'm truly so, excited
1: about. So excited about that movie. Yeah. Anyway, CJ, you can't come because we're going to have to cry and you can't see us cry. It's not allowed. Yeah. The both Cause...
0: of you have seen me cry multiple times. Yeah, but it's
1: yeah, different Yeah, but we're dudes. <laughs>
2: Dude. <laughs> we're dudes no, bro
1: actually Siege, if you could be there to be our shoulder that'd be nice yeah sure. i'd yeah. love to i yeah. love it when
0: we hang out she'll be, be sitting there mind. like this
1: is fine and we'll be like nah. but it's and so good
0: Full of grown men crying over here
1: yeah they'll love it grown um, men crying <laughs> anyway there is there anything else y'all wanted to say about this there's there's a million things to talk about about the wiz itself about wizard of oz but this production to me was just it was a success. I think it needed an audience to be a soaring success. Yeah.
0: I think um, it's the best one we've watched so far. Like it's I the agree. most successful one we've seen. Easily. In a lot of different ways. Easily. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think... And
0: clipped.
1: It didn't feel long. The other two no. felt long to get yes, through. Agreed.
2: Right. Um yeah, I think that my issues issues, quote-unquote. I, I thought that this was a really good production. I love the cast and, and the design and all that. It's just the, the the musical itself. There there were so many great performances throughout the thing, but there's not a lot of truly great songs for me in it. There are a lot of, that's okay. That's okay. That's a good song, but they don't get me super excited. Um, and... And also, I think there's just some wonkiness. We were talking... One of the interesting things about Wizard of Oz is that the music stops. Mm-hmm. Once they get to Oz, then the third act is all action. It's yep. an action movie. It's mm-hmm. it, There's nothing... There's no more singing. Um, and they... I, I felt like as you get to that third act, as you know what's going to happen, especially... And this is me as an old man watching it, was, uh, oh, you're... You, you're you're going to keep putting in songs. Uh, OK, here we go. And they weren't they weren't great or stirring to me. The performances made made it worth it um, and made me enjoy it more than the writing did. Um, but we should also we talk. I think we talked pre-show. We should also just acknowledge the significance of the Wiz on Broadway and the success of an all black cast and what doors that opened and the, and the significance of it as a, as a cultural event. It's a cool riff. Like, there's, it's, 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 it's cool. I just have some, some, there's just some moments that are underwhelming to me.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: I think my favorite conversation that we had during while we were watching this, and I would love to open this up to our listeners, if y'all have any ideas, was, what if NBC took all of God's money that they take to produce these musicals and produced a play. Mm. What play Mm. would be the good first one for them to do? Um, They would do something
1: lame like The Crucible. And I don't mean the Crucible's lame, but that it's not a good one to put up in front well, of Well, something people right. would tune into yeah. type yeah, yeah, of thing. Yeah.
0: And and I mean, I think you'd have to stack the cast maybe even more so yeah. than a musical. But that was an interesting conversation that we had, and I've been thinking about it ever well,
1: since. Well, they used to do it, and they haven't. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I was about 30, to say. Probably 30, 40,
2: well, 50 years. Right. Like, that was the early days of television was like, how are we filling this time? Well, let's do this. What well, the BBC, play. The BBC yeah.
0: certainly does it still. And and well, yeah, I mean, but, Pinter
1: was just writing stuff for TV for a while. He was sure. just writing, like, TV plays and shit, you know?
2: But there was, like, a lot of that sort of, you know, mid-century, you know, actor's studio... Stuff that was you know where they were doing Tennessee Williams plays on TV live, yeah. taping yeah. it
0: live, and I let's tune bring it into back. That yeah. yeah, bring
2: it, bring it back.
1: What I would want to see first, personally, would be something like Fences, even though there was just a movie right. of it. It's something like that would be a great first The piano outing. lesson.
2: Ooh. My God, do the piano lesson. Yeah, I mean, tough. I think they're getting ready to do a. That's a, a tough sell to of people,
1: it. though.
0: Yeah, it yeah, is.
2: It is because it's it's a long play, but I mean. I think it's so culturally relevant and so beautiful, and you could nail it, you know. If you did it the way that they staged The Wiz and shot The Wiz, oh, yeah, man, yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Y'all, I appreciate you talking about this with me. No, thanks for sharing this one. We have a few left. The next one is Hairspray Live. Mm-hmm. Okay. which is actually pretty good. I, I like it. It's not amazing. I that but musical it, at all. It's got some awkwardness, but it, like the direction is awkwardness, but it's good. Oh, you don't know Hairspray?
0: Mm-mm. Should I research and listen and watch no, it? No,
1: we should just watch every variation of it. Cause it's, we should watch all like, three like, variations. Yeah. It really <laughs> is one of my favorite things from my childhood because mm-hmm. I watched the John Waters movie very young and loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and then was shown the musical later. And then the movie came out when I was in high school. The musical movie came out in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was obsessed with that, too, for different reasons. And then this was, this because there's a movie of it so recent, Hairspray Live lacks. It's tough because you're yeah. just like, well, yeah. I I, can't, I could just go watch the other I movie. I can just, But
2: yes. Harvey
1: Firestein does play Edna, so that's yeah. great. Yeah, all right. Okay. Um, and then we have Grease Live, which is my favorite one rent live uh and a christmas story uh, oh and Je- and jesus christ superstar we still got um, quite a few like christmas yeah we got we got a lot it's gonna go into next season which is fine um what is, w- 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 there's
2: something we're supposed to do well we should do um spitlets
1: ah la spotlight
2: la spotlight you guys got no. any well I yeah we all three do this <laughs> Friday and Saturday as you're listening to this uh, at Sacred Fools Theater uh, October 21st 22nd at 8pm uh, we are doing a musical workshop of a brand new musical called A Midsummer Night Nightmare a sequel to A Midsummer Night's Dream written by Michael Shaw Fisher who's been a guest on the show it's a big fat fat musical <laughs> and we're workshopping it and trying it out and it's free go to sacredfools.org um, and the tickets are free but if you could find it in your heart to give a donation we'll gladly accept a donation um but i'm directing and cj and bailey are both in it and it's an amazing cast when you all hit the we had a rehearsal last night when you all hit hit a few moments together like it's some some great great talent so i'm really excited
1: yeah i haven't been in a music rehearsal in a while and so it was nice to be back i loved um, it hear all the parts together and shit it's good times all right
0: Um, I just wanted to holler out. I I think it's closing on Monday, the 17th, I think. Um, But everybody at Antaeus, I've never seen a show at Antaeus before. And it's my second Brendan Jacob Jenkins show that I've seen this year. And um, it just was, it's, it's a modern retelling of Everyman, which I've never seen a production of Everyman. I've never been interested in seeing a production of it. And... I just I think it's so cool that Brendan has such a he has a specific style that I saw his second show and I'm like oh I I get what this guy's trying to do now and Antaeus they they do they do really great work and technically it was cool to watch and uh, I'm excited to go back to Antaeus and see other stuff that they do so check them out y'all
2: sexy yeah. Check awesome.
1: them out. Yeah, Sanctuary City closed. Another show where the first and second acts are very different from each other. Scott and CJ failed to see that failed show, Mr. even Mr. though Twain. it is probably and, and, the best reviewed show in America right now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> certainly
2: in Los Angeles.
1: I don't know. Did you read? I mean, there was a lot of reviews all around the play, And the, especially the L.A. Times one was like, if you care about the state of theater in America, you must see this play. <laughs> Um, it was very good. It's over now, but uh we won't have another show until January when they have the uh Sondheim Festival. I will not be there because this Friday is my final day.
2: That's right. Woo! You're done, yeah. Congrats,
1: um, Bailey. Looking for work, hit me up. <laughs> uh okay, so let's close it out, right? Yes. Are we done? Thanks for joining yes. us for theater theater and stuff, the Wiz Live. Uh, we'll see you next time for Tom Stoppard, part word, one. Word. That's right. It's <laughs> Rosenpod and Gildencast are dead. Yeah. Uh, we'll podcasting. be doing three parts. We'll be reading, what are they? We're reading. R&G,
0: Rosencrantz Arcadia. and Guildenstern,
1: Arcadia, and Rock and Roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll be fun. Check those out if you have the time. Uh, let's close it out.
0: Uh, did y'all have questions or comments? Please let us know uh, your ideas on plays that NBC Live should be doing. Uh, you can reach out to us via email, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Scott. You know what?
1: There's one other thing I want to say, say, and it. it's that Tom Stoppard will also be our last miniseries of this season besides sha- our final Shakespeare that we do oh. every mm-hmm. season. Yeah. Forgot to say that. Go ahead, Scott.
2: Thank you. Um, Before I dive in, I just want to give a quick shout out because we lost Angela Lansbury. We talked about it at the top of the show. But I wanted to give a shout out to Judy Tenuta, who passed away of ovarian Mm -hmm. cancer uh, this past weekend. And she was a stand-up comic in the 80s. She was a theater person she was a second city alum and she created this insane amazing persona uh the love goddess persona that she used on stage and she would come out and she'd have scarves and long drapey weird outfits and an accordion and she just had balls of steel and she just had a huge influence on me as a kid growing up watching stand up when you could watch stand up all the time uh and um and it was a loss and and Go check out YouTube videos for Judy Tenuta. Okay. That being said, a big shout out to Ryan Thomas Johnson, who writes our theme song. Our theme song is better than your theme song. Yeah. Uh, Ryan also writes all of our um, stingers, and he's an amazing human being. A super shout out to Pam Quinn, who wrote... Our special stuff theme song, which you heard at the beginning of this episode. Pam is a frequent contributor and a lovely human being. And finally, to the great Pulitzer Prize winning playwright Annie Baker, who writes every single one of our episodes. And, um... Bailey! What? Did you hear we that? It. Did you hear me far? Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> and she doesn't even know it. She knows. And one day, Annie Baker, we're going to buy you a beer. That's true
1: appreciate y'all subscribe rate review write in with any thoughts apparently austin almond is our only listener so uh, austin we love you no that's not true we got a great email about brecht Brecht. yeah um, read on stoppard and because i didn't get it till after it was over so i apologize but yeah Yeah. good times okay we'll see you later
3: later everybody when you rush around in hopeless circles Searching everywhere for something true. You're at the age of not believing. When all the make believe is through. When you set aside your childhood heroes and your dreams are lost upon a shelf. You're at the age of not believing and worst of all, you doubt yourself you're a castaway where no one hears you on a barren isle in a lonely sea (laughs) where did all the happy endings go where can all the good times be you must face the age of not believing doubting everything you ever knew until at last you start believing there's something wonderful in you. Goodbye, Angela.
2: Mm-hmm. Later, everybody.
3: The theater, the theater. Hang out, Louise. Theater, theater.